What, what, what's going what? on? to the Nonprofit Missionary Podcast. I'm Ken McCuller. Excited to be with you guys here for episode number seven. Thanks for all those that watch every single week. Uh, we love having you and love talking about how we can empower missionaries, how we can um, encourage nonprofits and enlighten pastors. So um, today uh, we're going to talk about some grant rejection as someone that has dealt with several times getting rejected by grants um kind of talk about what we do and how we can um how we can still win and how we can still um improve grant writing skills even despite getting the rejection so that's what we're going to talk about today but first let's get into a nonprofit tip as well as a ministry update so here we are still kind of in a little bit of a break here but this saturday is going to be our backpack outreach so i'll be talking a little bit more about that um upcoming here but um i wanted to talk a little bit about just kind of what's been going on the last few weeks so we um we've taken some time to kind of rest and recharge and then also we've been getting curriculum and everything ready for learning center um, I've also been working on a couple of projects for the tavern, um, but really I want to focus on the church because it's very interesting how God uses pretty much everything. And I'll get a little bit more into what I mean by that in Confessions of a Missionary later, but um, we had a mission team a couple weeks ago. I talked about them last week, and all of the people that came last week came again this week which like to me kind of says a lot about how our now part of our church family feels about the Meeting Place Church because everyone can go to a church once. Um, you, I can go on and on and on about the number of times I've told people to come to church and then be like, oh yeah, I'll be there, and they don't show up. Or the people that come once and are like, yeah, this is weird. But it seems like the people that we have now they want to keep coming. And it's funny because even one of them, as they were leaving, were like, yeah, this is something that we could do. And I remember even taking a workshop a few weeks ago when someone says we, and this is more talking about like a fundraising relationship, but I think it also applies to church. When they say we, it means that they have some kind of ownership in it. And to me, that really just like, it blew me away how like God uses really everything. And um, it's really just cool to see how God is going to continue to grow our church and it won't take that much longer. All we need is to get the, the storefront done with the tavern and we'll be good to go. So upcoming this week, I'm going to ask for prayer needs in two areas. First of all, pray for our backpack outreach. Pray that through the outreach that we build long lasting relationships whether that's with people we haven't talked to in a long time. So there's been a lot of people we've kind of lost contact with a little bit due to COVID, or if it's um, like new relationships, a lot of the new relationships we have encountered over the last couple of years has been by even just serving food. So pray that God will continue to bring along the right people 
Um, and then secondly, pray, pray for finances. Pray that we can really get this tavern building done. Um, I would love to say like in the next couple months that we have enough funding to get the project started and done. So pray with us for that. That's our ministry update. So today's nonprofit tip is talking about Giving Tuesday. Now, if you don't know about Giving Tuesday, whether you're a missionary or a nonprofit person or a, a pastor, Giving Tuesday is the Tuesday after Thanksgiving. Um, kind of to give the, the framework. So we have Thanksgiving, day after is Black Friday where all the big sales happen, following Monday, Cyber Monday, and then that next day is Giving Tuesday. For the most part, statistically, it's one of the highest giving days of the year. Typically, the last month in general is a high giving month, which is why a lot of nonprofits focus on year-end giving. But specifically, Giving Tuesday is a big one. Last year, it became an even bigger deal because Facebook was doing matching funds up till $5 million, which ironically did not last very long. Um, from what I was told, that pretty much everyone that thought that they would get something got nothing out of the matching funds. Apparently, there were people that swooped in, and exactly when it started, I think it was like 8 o'clock or so in the morning, and donated a lot of money, and Facebook matched it. So either way, Giving Tuesday is a very big deal. What I'm going to say, though, as my nonprofit tip today don't make Giving Tuesday your only time where you send an appeal to people. Giving Tuesday is great, but Giving Tuesday is also very, very crowded. I would say make Giving Tuesday the pinnacle, or around Giving Tuesday, make that the pinnacle of your fundraising campaign, but make sure that that's not the only time that you're asking people for funds. Look at something that's very special and dear to your nonprofit. Maybe it's your, your nonprofit's birthday, or if there's a specific month that really fits well. So like, let's say you are um, a predominantly African-American organization. Doing something in February for Black History Month is probably a great idea when it comes to giving. Or if let's say in education, um, I know Dr. Seuss can be a little controversial based on all the stuff from earlier this year, but like doing like something for, um, read across America or for Dr. Seuss's birthday just find I'm my goal here is to just say don't just make Giving Tuesday your only thing find another thing that really fits you well um, and also it fits where your the way that your operations work so you don't want to over, overwhelm your staff and overwhelm your development team and everything like that either but, but find something that really fits you well whether that's like the end of the school year, the beginning of the school year, if you're an education nonprofit, maybe that's like a specific month, or maybe that's like the day coffee was invented, I don't know. But find something that really fits you, and make that not your only time that you give on Giving Tuesday, but other times too. So that's your nonprofit tip this week. So today I want to talk about grant rejections. Um, something that I've read in my studies, and I would say I also probably experienced something similar. About one out of every six grants that you write are actually gonna get funded. Which means, first of all, if like you're relying on one grant to fund all of your grant budget for the year, 
you may want to get a few more in there because you never know if A, they're going to fund you for everything or B, if they'll fund you at all. But I can tell you as a grant writer, one of the most frustrating things for me is putting all of the work and all of the effort into writing a grant and then getting the email or the letter in the mail saying, well, we're not funding your grant. Um, a lot of times it can be, there's a lot of reasons why foundations won't fund your project. It could be that they just didn't have the funds to add new people. They had issues with the way your organization is set up. Um, sometimes for us, people think automatically that we're a church, even though we're not. There's a lot of reasons why people may reject grants. And today I wanted to talk a little bit about what should you do if someone rejects your grant? What are some tips that I can give you so that you can turn the loss into a win? Because while they may not fund your project or they may not fund your proposal, using their no can help leverage you into getting a yes somewhere else. Because a lot of times you can figure out how to do it better. You can figure out that maybe they weren't a good fit, but another organization is a better fit. A lot of the foundation people that we work with, they know a lot of the other foundations. So a lot of times like I'll ask, hey, like we're looking to try to fund this. And then they say, have you looked at this organization? Have you looked at that organization? It's like, oh yeah, we know them. Or, oh, that's someone we've tried to and we really haven't had great success. If you can kind of give us an intro, then that would be helpful. So just in general, I want to give you just a few encouraging words to help with the rejection because rejections are never fun. And like I said, like, especially if you are a smaller nonprofit, getting a rejection can be very, very frustrating. Because you're like, I spent all of that time and I could have been doing other stuff and we have zero money out of it. So let's look at a few things that you can do to help win in the grant rejections. Number one, and this is probably the most important, do not take it personally. I think it's very, very hard sometimes to just say, oh, well, it's just not a good fit, especially like when you put a lot of heart into it, when you put a lot of passion into it. Sometimes it looks like they're rejecting you, but they're not rejecting you, the grant writer. They're not even necessarily rejecting you, the organization. Don't see a grant rejection as uh, your organization stinks or you as a grant writer just don't have what it takes because that's not necessarily the case. A lot of times, grants, grant makers will reject things for a little bit more arbitrary reasons. I'll give an example. In our organization, um, we have, even though there's a very well laid out conflict of interest policy in our bylaws and there isn't any actual like conflict of interest, we do have a married couple on our board. And there have been times where People have come up to us and said, well, this looks like it should be like a governance issue, which on paper, yeah, it is, but we have made the, the proper measurements in place to make sure that nothing sketchy happens. So in all, it's not really, 
it's not really that. Um, or also, since we are faith-based, we have that on our website. We have it in our social media. We have pastors that are on staff and on the board. <clears throat> so a lot of times when they say, oh, well, you guys are just a church. So, and basically, not directly, for the most part, foundations won't fund churches. They won't fund anything that kind of sniffs of Jesus because they don't want, they're worried that it's going to have an exclusive factor to it, which in my opinion, if you're a church and you do have an exclusive factor and you're not bringing in people of all faiths, you're not churching right. But that's a story for another day. So a lot of times we'll get a rejection for that reason. Um, but it's never a personal thing. It's not like, well, I don't like the way that you said this, or I don't like you, or I've heard that you are, your organization is horrible. Like no one ever says that. And that's not why board, board of directors for these foundations will reject your proposal. That's never the reason. So never take it personally. And that goes also not just in the grant aspect, but fundraising in general, whether you're a missionary, whether you're a development director, whether you're a grant writer, you're going to deal, you're going to have the rejection. <coughs> Pastors, you deal with the rejection as well, whether that's with congregation members that, or visitors that don't want to become members, or um, people that you're trying to like groom up into leadership and they decide, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Everyone deals with rejection. And in the grant writing world, you kind of have to put that rejection aside and say, they're not rejecting me, they're not rejecting my mission, or they're not rejecting my, my grant writing skills. I just have to say, okay, let's move on. So first, don't see it as a personal thing. Once you take out the personal aspect of it, it's a lot easier to deal with rejection in general. So that's number one. Number two, try your best to ask for feedback. A lot of times, grant makers will be very open to feedback. You can ask them via email. Sometimes they'll reply back to you, and if they don't, you can give them a phone call and be like, hey, I thank you for reviewing my proposal. Obviously, I'm a little disappointed that um, we didn't get funded, but I completely understand. I was wondering if you could have any feedback so that we can improve on our grant application for next time. And a lot of times they'll give you feedback out of, like when it comes to people actually being open to giving feedback, I think I've only gotten once or twice where people have said like, we're not giving feedback. They, most of these foundations, they, they're not about like not giving money away. Foundations exist to give money to nonprofits. That is their purpose. That is their number one goal, is to give money away. So if, they, if they're not giving money to you, it's not because they don't want to, it's part of what they have to do. Legally, they have to give at least 5% of their assets every year in order to maintain the status of being a private foundation. That is part of the stipulations. So when they're they want people to build relationships with. They want to be able to have these partners that they can say, I'm going to give funding to them. I'm going to give funding to them. It's part of what they want to do. 
and they'll give you some very candid feedback, especially if you ask for it. Um, sometimes they'll find inconsistencies in your grant application, like maybe you said a certain number here or a certain number there. Grant makers can really help you out in making sure that your grant itself is better. Or they can say, well, like, the flow here doesn't make sense, or the term you're using here is a little bit outdated, or things like that. They can help give you very constructive feedback on the technical aspect of your grant. And then also they can tell you, well, like, you're not really the best fit for our organization. We really look to fund this. Because a lot of times you look at the website and you're like, oh, they fund, I'm gonna use my organization as an example, they fund education. But in reality, their education isn't necessarily focused in the out of school time sector. Their education is only focused on things that are connected to schools. Part of the reason also why when you do, before you even do a grant application, you should always give that foundation a call and ask them, tell them what you do, tell them your mission, and ask them if you are a good fit. Sometimes they'll say yes, and in the end, you're still not really a great fit. Um, but that could be part of it. Also, um, maybe the amount that you're asking is too much, and that's something that they could talk about with you. Um, because let's say your organizational budget is $80,000 and you're asking for a $65,000 grant. That's not going to go well with many organizations because they don't want to feel like they're the only ones that are funding your mission or your vision. So that's kind of one of those things too. Um, and sometimes a lot of these more technical things can be ironed out in a site visit. Um, some, some foundations and some organizations will do a site visit before they make the decision to say yay or nay for your application. Um, and then we've had that a few times where they'll just ask a few questions. It's kind of an informal interview. It's never like trying to get you or anything like that. But it's always good to ask for feedback. It's always great to be able to just say, like, what can I do better? Because a lot of times they can say something that you never really thought about that can help completely enhance your application. So then after you got five no's, you can get three yeses because they really helped you kind of put it together. They helped bring it all, all as one. Kind of in the same way that you can ask for feedback after. Ask them, this is kind of a side note tip in order to avoid rejection. Ask them before you submit it, hey, can you look it over? Some will, some won't, but once again, it never hurts to ask because if if they can then there you go they can help you before it gets submitted so then when it gets submitted you're usually good to go and to kind of give a little bit of background on how most foundations work a lot of times they'll have like a set staff and a set board just like a nonprofit because they are nonprofits but a lot of times when you submit an application it first goes to the staff and then they'll, they'll bring it to their board. And then whether it's like three times a year, four times a year, and once a year, however that board does it, they'll have all the applications there and the board will vote on what they're accepting and what they're rejecting. Sometimes in, in that exchange, if a staff member sees an application that's clearly a no, they won't even bring it to the board. Um, a lot of times that could be some stuff as simple as having typos and having grammatical errors 
or having inaccurate data, things like that can also kind of push people away. But ask for feedback. It never hurts to at least ask. And last but not least, thank them. I would even say giving them a handwritten note and sending it to the foundation's office, just expressing your gratitude for what they do and then also for the consideration and asking, like, hey, hopefully we can go in and build a relationship in other ways. Because foundations can be useful not just to receive money, but we have had foundation help for a lot of different things. We have attended free workshops for um, people that are experts in fundraising. We've, we've been in partnerships with organizations that have helped us do like small parts of strategic planning. Um, one local foundation for years would stuff backpacks for our backpack outreach. So it doesn't matter that they didn't give you money. You still want to build the relationship. So make sure you say in a very sincere way, thank you. Not in like a petty way, like, thank you, you really missed out on this one or anything like that. Be very candid, be very loving, be very graceful, and just say thank you. So rejection is hard. I'm not saying that all these steps will make it easy, and I'm not saying that even if you do all these steps that they'll automatically fund you the next time because maybe you just aren't a fit for them. Or maybe there's some things fundamentally about your organization that just will never really be a big fit. But you still want to keep those relationships tight. You still want to build those relationships with foundations. So in the end, don't take it personally. Always ask for feedback. And last but not least, thank them. Because they do, a lot of foundations do great things. And you never want to discount what they do, even though they're not necessarily funding you, they still could be making a difference. So rejection is tough, but keep these in mind and things should be okay. So today for Confessions of a Missionary, I wanted to talk a little bit about how God uses every single scenario. Um, I've been a missionary for five years and there have been several times where I've asked people for services and they've said, well, like, you can come, but we're not going to pick you up for support. Every single time I've said, okay, because God never wastes anything. Um, it's very interesting because a lot of times when people would be like, well, we can't support you. I wasn't necessarily going just to that church for that reason. I was trying to kind of double up. As a missionary, that's one of the things that I felt can be very useful is like if you're going to a conference or you're going to be in a certain part of the country, just trying to hit up a pastor and be like, hey, can we have lunch? It helps to justify the trip. It helps make it work expense. But also it's like the whole killing two birds with one stone thing. For me, there was a couple times where I was up in an area doing some other stuff and I was trying to get a service. And they were like, yeah, but we can't pay you. Every single time that I've done that, somehow, some way, God has provided. Um, whether that's going to a minister's meeting where I didn't know anybody and someone would pick me up for support or going to a church and just having like a five-minute window. There was one time where 
we had a five minute window, but it was kind of overshadowed because they also had a guest there. There was still someone in that congregation not connected to the church because I know some churches, they have everyone give their missions funding to them and then it kind of gets funneled through them. This person supported us personally and continues to support us personally to this day. Um, every single time I've gone somewhere and haven't had the promise of support, God has still honored that work and I've still seen support in ways that I didn't expect. I remember there was one time I went and this person joined the CLE team and is a really big part of the CLE team. So when I, I say all this to say, first of all, God doesn't waste anything. Missionaries, be willing to put yourself out there. Be willing to have those moments where, yeah, it might feel a little uncomfortable, it might feel awkward, but God's not going to waste the work that you're doing. Number one. Number two, pastors, even if you can't support every single missionary that walks through the door, there might be someone that God puts a fire in their heart. And by not having that missionary in there, even if it's just for a five-minute window, you could be missing out on one of your church members being blessed by the work that a missionary is doing somewhere. So, yes, I understand that a lot of churches have very specific ways that they do things, and I do want to honor that. But at the same time, be willing to have people in, even if it's without the, you're definitely going to get support. I would be upfront and honest about that and say, I'm not sure that we could pick you up, but feel free to come. I think most missionaries would still say, yeah, I'll do it, because I'm sure I'm not the only missionary that that's the case. But make sure that you at least give the missionary an opportunity to share the heart and the vision that God has placed on them. Because you never know how it's going to spark someone. Because it might spark someone with financial support, but it also might spark someone to say, hey, I want to do what they're doing. I want to join what they're doing. I want to be a missionary. So don't ever, don't ever discount anything that God does. Because whether that's having missions teams come in, whether that's having you going to a church, you never know what God's going to do through that relationship. So today's confession of a missionary, I mean, just be, missionaries be willing to be out there and live uncomfortably because you never know who God's going God's gonna to spark and you never know how God is going to use that relationship. Um, it's, it's really cool and it's really awesome to see how God has worked in that way and it continues to build my faith. Because when I go out there and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could do that, God still honors that work. So it's really cool that way. So kind of in the same way, I hope that God continues to honor the work that we do here. Um, I'm not here to try to make anyone feel bad or anything like that. I just feel very called to help empower and encourage the missionaries and the nonprofit leaders that are out there because sometimes it could be very challenging and there's a lot of things where it's like oh man I feel like I should be this way but maybe I'm not but God will continue to honor the work that you do obviously that work still has to glorify him but in the end let God do his thing 
and things will continue to go and move in the right direction. So that's what we got for you today. I hope that you can deal with grant rejection better. If not, if you need any help with that, make sure you hit us up. Send me an email, mcquillersncle at gmail.com. M-C-Q-U-I-L-L-E-R-S-I-N-C-L-E at gmail.com. Or check out our website, mcquillersncle.org. Send a message. Ask a question. Someone asked a question. I haven't gotten any yet, but if you ask one, I'll, I'll put it on here. I'll try to answer it the best I can. So um, thank you guys again for listening. And... We'll see you all next week. God bless. What? 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 Yeah, yeah.